0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Veterans Care Association and Timor Awakening podcast. The Timor Awakening program is an 11-day immersive, holistic and peer-to-peer veterans program based in East Timor that has a singular vision, which is to promote the health and well-being of veterans and veterans families. Due to the current restrictions from COVID-19, we are running slightly abridged programs on the Gold Coast uh, with the same vision and same aim. We're using these opportunities to sit down with our participants one-on-one and conduct podcast interviews to capture their story and their lessons learned and things that we can all learn from uh, as we as veterans and wounded healers move through our own journey and help others do the same. We're going to be covering a whole range of topics including defence transition, mental health, relationships, veteran suicide, PTSD and post-traumatic growth. Whether you're out and about or listening to this at home or driving in your car, we do trust that you'll learn a lot by listening to our participants. Thank you and enjoy. Welcome back ladies and gentlemen, it's Michael Albrecht here again. Uh, we're sitting down with Gary Claren- Clarenbeck, That's correct. got that mate. name right that yes. time, <laughs> and uh, as uh, the previous iterations were at the tail end of TA15 and uh, using this as an opportunity to sit down with folks and uh, get them to tell us a little bit about their story and um, some things that we can share with folks out there. So Gary, welcome mate.
1: Thanks mate. Yeah, thanks.
0: It's great to have you here and uh, mate, I think what we'll do as we always have is just give the listeners a quick snapshot of um, who you are, what your military service entailed and where you went and
1: all that kind of cool stuff. All right, mate. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I, I joined the uh, the Defence Force the day after turn 15 on my <coughs> as a young RAF apprentice in 1972. There you go. And I chose eventually the airframe trade mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it was just... An exciting period of time. Uh, the Vietnam was, was just finishing, mm-hmm. and um, I felt <coughs> excited to be around military aircraft, so I pursued, uh, kept going with it, and I really um, was excited uh, to, to graduate from Wagga and move on, but disappointed about my first uh, posting. Which was? <laughs> into an aircraft maintenance depot, 3AD okay. at the time. Right. Um, you had limited experience on operational aircraft. Basically, okay. you're sitting there on an aircraft mm. uh, or a section, doing um, what, what felt fairly mundane work. But eventually, uh, after f- uh, four and a half years, four and a nine, nine months, I at the place I got a posting over to the sharp end of the air force at seventy five squadron okay. in uh, Malaysia at the time, mm-hmm. and that was a brilliant two and a half years, uh, excitement plus. Um, just the environment, yeah. You know. Uh, being out, the, my first time out of country. Mm-hmm. And, um, yes, uh, and operations uh, and the manner in which we worked was um, very compared to the modern day um, workplace health and safety aspects. Uh, we had none of that sort of stuff that up stuff there. stuff
0: didn't exist back then. It didn't exist, not, no. Not like it does today. We yeah. had
1: an attitude of safety, definitely. Yeah. But um, when it came to things like... Uh, using uh, uh chemicals for cleaning and so forth and not so much you know you're spraying uh, kerosene inside the aircraft wheel wells to wash them down and you're you got your head stuck up in there <laughs> breathing with stuff in but and yeah. uh, no face masks or anything like that but yeah you, know, you did it until you sort of uh, couldn't you know <laughs> couldn't, take it no more. couldn't take it anymore and you give yourself a breather and hop back in There yeah um that was the approach basically and um and it uh, <coughs> wasn't until several years later, uh, back in the in the mid 80s um, after I'd returned home <coughs> to Australia, I had a five year posting on the uh, uh, Iroquois, rather, mm-hmm. and then moved into F one eleven DC reseal process. Now this process had been going for a few years by the time I got to it, and there's already a lot of rumours and stories floating around about people. Um, having all sorts of health issues uh, for being involved with it yep, because convenient. they were yep. <coughs> just being made to work inside aircraft tanks uh, in a pair of stubbies, uh, no shoes um, because otherwise they caused damage inside the tanks and uh, et cetera and using chemicals that they had no idea what they were, were doing and they did affect a lot of people. And yeah,
0: that's ongoing today. It's, it's on- ongoing, yeah, yes. Still um, we're
1: very grateful for um, Angus Houston. He was the chief of the Air Staff at the time. When he heard about uh, what uh, a lot of ex servicemen had been the problems and issues they were facing in relation to it. He did have an inquiry into it, and um, and then they did start promoting the PPE in a good way. Mind you, when I got there in um, in eighty yeah, six, uh, they had we already had very high quality PPE, um, but the nature of the work um, required you to. Uh, Change it constantly Mm -hmm. because um, yeah, they just weren't. They were good, but not good enough. And um, and I didn't think much more of it because uh, then you progress in your in your service career and you keep using similar chemicals as we use there for cleaning. Mm
0: -hmm. And you were inside these tanks yourself?
1: Um, No, uh, thankfully I was um, on the uh, wing program at the time, so we used to take the top plank of the uh, the wing off and then work inside on on the. uh, Inside the wing itself. Yep. Um, but you're still breathing the stuff. It was going up into your eyes and face and, Absolutely. and seeping through your gloves and so forth. So,
0: Yeah. bit bit rough.
1: And you still didn't have a lot of um, high-level uh, training on uh, what we were using. You we just knew it was dangerous, but just you can't approach it with that still blase attitude. Well, the job's got to get done first, you know. Come what may. It Duty first. Matter. Duty <laughs> first, that's right.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so, <coughs> fast forwarding from that, in terms of um, subsequent postings and where yes. you ended up and stuff
1: like that. Um. Yeah. Like I said, my first posting after I left uh, Ambley uh, was to Malaysia for two and a half years. Yep. Went back to Ambley for uh, 9 Squadron for five years on choppers, and then another two years in at Ambley and DC Rousehill, and in my last four years, I went down to um, Williamtown where I was on the Mackies and and the Hornets. Uh, for um, you know, the final four years, and my last two years were uh, death bound because I was being promoted, and there it was. So uh, the good times had finished. Sort yeah, right. <laughs> you know.
0: And what year, what year did you wrap up your time? I, I wrapped
1: January '92. Twenty years after wow. I'd started. So yep. um, I, I quit the service because uh, not because I wanted to. Mm. I, I was at 19 years. I was uh, had the commission carrot dangling in front of me, uh-huh. um, and I really wanted to take it, uh, but. I wanted stability for my kids who went through high school. So um, I said, no, I'll I'll stop. Mm. And I I commenced an earth-moving business out in the Lockheed Valley.
0: So you're in a kind of a unique situation in terms of... We've had veterans of all all ages and different generations, but you've been out for quite a while now. Yes, yes, Uh, I've been out longer than I was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of our veterans are contemporary. They've maybe been out five years, ten years, or even 15, 20, but you've been out quite a long time. What... What has been the journey of transition since then? Like, how long did it take you to find your feet? How much, to what extent are you still feeling um, any
1: good or ill effects from your service time? Um, as far as my feelings, um, I don't have any ill will towards mm. uh, what happened, mm-hmm. uh, what my, my involvements were. Yep. Um, and I have discovered you never lose uh, your identity to the military. Right. Yeah. I, um, Nine years after I uh, left, I went. I uh, had applied for a job with British Aerospace, but I had to get currency again Mm. um, back in military aviation, so I got a job back at Amberley. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was there for another three and a half years before uh, the opportunity came to get a job with um, BAE Systems over in Saudi Arabia. Oh, cool. And once again, you're back in the military environment because they were supporting the uh, Royal Saudi Air Force in the maintenance and training of their personnel on the Tornado Aircraft. Right, so that yeah. helped
0: you, the fact that you had a military background helped yes. you oh, yes, land that yeah. job? Yeah. Oh, yes,
1: you couldn't, you couldn't have got it without it Right, you know, right. if I wasn't in the military uh, aviation world.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's a, a few gnarly pivots in there, isn't it? You got out and you did an earth-moving business and then you kind of went back to your, your trade. But Yes, the yes. Space. Well, yeah. like I said,
1: by the time I'd uh, finished my earth-moving business, uh, my children had uh, gone through their high school years yep. Yep. and uh, one had left home and my son was almost ready to leave home, so... That was perfect timing for us to uh, take off overseas. So, what did that uh, time and daily involve? Um, a lot of frustration. Mm. Um, not so much with the company. Uh, not, it was more a lot of cultural acceptance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conditions were pretty harsh, mm-hmm. uh, as in working in the heat. Um, the company uh, eventually helped. We get the uh, the hangar was uh, air conditioned, so it made it a lot more comfortable. Mm. Um, But there was still um, the attitude, the job had to still get done. Um, So, and we weren't supposed to be doing anything without our trainees, our our national trainees beside us. Mm. But um, culturally, they have a far different attitude towards uh, work Mm. uh, than what the Western world does. And you had to accommodate that uh, as well. And so... Quite often you'd find yourself, unfortunately, in there doing the work which should have been left for your trainees. Um, yes.
0: Right, they, they, they had a sense they didn't need to do it themselves
1: or...? Culturally they weren't... Uh, uh, they were encouraged but not made to do it. <laughs> so, yeah... <laughs> wouldn't and fly in the defence force,
2: would nah, it? <laughs> wouldn't fly. <laughs> yeah,
1: they, they, like I said, culturally they had um, over in their culture, they, they um family groups... Um, have a, a certain level of status over another name. So okay. uh, that uh, family name, or Waster as they called it, uh, carried over into their uh, Defence Force attitude. <laughs> I witnessed uh, a couple of times uh, just a normal troop uh, telling, pointing fingers and telling uh, an officer why he wasn't going to do something.
0: Because he was of a lower...
1: Because the officer was a lo- of a lower, um, yeah, lower, lower family name. Yeah, that's the so, way to get rompers.
0: In the yes, yes. So,
1: <laughs> and you had to try and work with that. Yeah? And, and we as, uh, we might have been senior members because we're all older than the young trainees were training. Sometimes you uh, would just snap and, and yell at them like you were a senior in your own military. And, and sometimes they would respond positively uh, but most times, depending on the individual, they would just back up and yeah, and just walk off. Yeah. Okay. And yes. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Well, there's,
0: there's a bit of a story of transition in that alone, I think, because that's a very, yes. very different scenario to what oh, you'd yeah. be experienced. What well, yes. rank were you when you got
1: out of the? I was only a senior, in-show sergeant. Yeah, yeah. But um, still,
0: um, you know, that's a huge, hugely different environment to, oh, of course, yeah. The you know, Australian yes. Defence Force has any most defence forces, it's like a clear clearly defined uh, chain of command that, that is often upheld at all costs yes, and so forth well so how, how
1: did you uh, navigate that? Um, by accepting that they this is their place their, their train set you know okay. um, I had no control over it I just had input and um, and then I, it sort of helped me then to um, encourage them uh, by actually physically showing them rather than just telling, Mm. Um, listen, boys, come on, I'll show you how. why we've got to do this and why we're looking at it this way. And they responded well, yeah. Um, but by and large their cultural attitude overruled their um, military obligation or sense of military obligation.
0: So it was about do as I do rather yes, than as yes. I mean, you know, say. Yes. People will follow what you do more than what, what you oh, say. Definitely,
1: yeah. And that's yeah. why yeah. They, um, they had uh, devised or they wanted to do a... Uh, what would you call it? A, uh, a, a, um, you come and work alongside me, uh, type of uh, program, rather than, um, me just go out and tell you what to do, and I'll come out and check it. Mm. You yeah? know, mm. um, you had to explain as you went along why you did something. Yep. Yeah, so it was, um, it was good. It was, it was, uh, interesting. I enjoyed. it. Plus. I had to also uh, take my head off to these guys. As difficult as it was for them to uh, culturally focus on work, mm. they had to learn their job in English.
0: Right. <laughs> and they didn't all yeah. speak it very well. No.
1: Right. They've given this crash course in English, then they're <laughs> thrust into this and they've got to work
0: I, with us. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable being on a plane serviced by people that don't speak the language. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: But, you know, yeah. um, this is where you form friendships because yeah. quite often you, you're explaining... Uh, why we say stuff, uh, what words mean and how mm. they can have different meanings and s- uh, pronounce the same, spelled different, what the different meanings were. Different semantics. Yes, yeah. yes. So um, it was an interesting time. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah.
0: Nice. And uh, thanks for sharing a lot. It was definitely yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. interesting. interesting period you had there. Yeah, yeah, yes. What, what has brought you to a program like Timor Awakening?
1: Timor Awakening <coughs> was um, not thrust upon me, but mm. uh, presented to me as a result of, uh, in December 2019, I was diagnosed with lymphoma, um, which is a blood cancer that is, um, has been associated to using the chemicals that we used when I was in D.C. Resil. Yeah, you are going to say that. Yeah, that was, um, it was pointed out in the uh, uh, work, uh, the study that the Newcastle University had done on, on this for, for the Defence Force. Um, this was one of uh, the diseases they uh, that they uh, rec well, not recommend recognize could result from uh, chemical usage. So um, I found myself in a situation I had been out of. I had I had to because of COVID coming on on the scene in March when I started my um, uh, uh, chemo. Mm-hmm. My GP. Uh, just the week after I started um, chemo, I uh, said, Gary, I can't let you go back to work because we've got COVID here now and you're a high risk because of your low immune system. Right. So, uh, it's true. So, I'm out of work. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And um, the months ticked by. Thankfully, I was at the time living with my daughter, my wife and I living with our daughter. And so, I had housing refuge. Um, but we still needed an income to pay for the bills and stuff. We were generating through um, our uh, investment property we had mm-hmm. and other, other stuff, uh, general things. And it wasn't until a friend of, a, um, of one of my ex-Saudi friends um, pointed out to me, or the father of his, um, pointed out to me that um, the, the Veterans Association in Narang uh, were excellent in supporting people uh, with uh, in in a, in addressing uh, and approaching claims to DVA, right? And because I'd recognised it, uh, this disease I'd got was probably a result long term mm. as a result of um, uh, my chemical usage. So, uh,
0: and and that has been acknowledged by DVA. Or it's it underway. Had, no, it has.
1: It has been acknowledged. Yep. Yep. Um, and DVA. Um, put me through very quickly and uh, settled a claim, um, which I'm very grateful for, and and given me some incapacity payments and, yep. and additional payments to my uh, um, uh, my oh, I'm getting it every time I get my DVA pension. Yep. Yep. Um, and also uh, I've been also been uh, gifted the uh, gold card mm-hmm. to help me move, moving forward with my treatments. So. Uh,
0: and and where's well that's that's awesome that's an yes. excellent result I'm really happy for to yes. hear that I was I was bracing myself for uh, another no, horror story of no you know, way. No, yeah, no, 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 it, no it is mixed out there some people have got great things to say yes, about DVA and some people don't it's well each each case is due its own merits yes. but their so
1: very existence is uh, I think a plus for for our servicemen 100%. in this country so 100%. you've got to acknowledge because there's other countries other defence forces that have nothing like that that's right
0: so all yeah. they do and it's only very limited yes yes and so where where's your sort of health situation now
1: um just the week before i came on on, on this uh, timor awakening i had a um another biopsy because uh, i had some activity still remaining on my right lung the entrance to my right lung is that what the scarring is here is it uh, no no that was they did the uh, uh they knocked me out and threw the uh, the camera down the gullet into oh, okay. the, the gotcha. chest gotcha yep um yes so um yeah, I find it on the ninth. Whether what the other activity is, whether it's uh, lymphoma related or something else altogether. Okay. Well, fingers crossed. I'm sure I think we fine. Yes, um, yes, yes. But I, I had no
0: idea. Like you've been yes. on this program for, yeah, I've just been to the head and tail end of it. But no, um, it's I had no right. idea that was going on for you. Yeah. I'm um,
1: sorry to hear that. I no, no. Hope that it comes through. No, no. Don't, don't, don't apologize. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm feeling confident. Yep. Um. Uh. How can I explain it to um people uh, uh, I had you know, back in December, a week before I was uh, told or confirmed that the results of my PET scan revealed I had lymphoma mm. I was um, I'm not sure that I shared it with you but I was the uh, victim of um, road rage <laughs> uh, <laughs> in in a Seven Eleven store uh, in Ipswich and um, anyway the result of that was um, I uh, acknowledged that my, uh, atta- my attack was uh, a revelation from from my belief in God. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I was under attack because I had just finished a book about being anxious for nothing. It was written by a uh, Christian author, Max Max mm-hmm. and uh, the the very next day was when I had the uh, after finishing the book was the, uh, that I had my attack, and um, and the result of the uh, the attack is my car door, <laughs> my passenger side car door on the driver's side was massively dented. Okay. And uh and I did um I contact the police and et cetera, et cetera. And um but I had photos taken. And I went home on the weekend and got home just after Chris, just before Christmas to build up and everyone in the household was so happy and excited about it all. And mm. I thought, oh, I won't break news to him about this just yet. <laughs> Didn't want to dampen the mood. Mm. But um, anyway, on Sunday morning, I we went to church with my uh, daughter and, and family. And at, at the end of the service, when we finished, uh, my wife leans over and says, I need to go down to Harvardtown to finish Christmas shopping. And my daughter's going to come with. Do you mind taking us? No, no, it's all right. So off we go. <laughs> I go out to the car, open the car door, and let my daughter in. And she goes to close it and she's used to closing a, a door, a heavy door on a, a Toyota Land Cruiser. Mm. I've only got a lightly built Ford and the door slams and it has this strange metallic sound when it slams. And I said, ah, oh, thanks, sweetie. I jumped out and had a look and there's the dent was gone. Not a sign, nothing. And I could not believe it. Mm. You know? But then the whole thing, the whole episode just suddenly hit me, God was saying to me, Gary, you're under attack, but I'm going to protect you and everything will be all right. The next following weekend, we were being told I had lymphoma. Wow, so that was precursor to it. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, so um, others might not believe that. Mm, mm. To me, it, it spoke volumes. Oh, yeah. So, And I have gone into that knowing that I'm going to come out of this lymphoma 100%. Well,
0: we all get to choose what things mean, don't we? At the end of the day, yes, we whether do. Or, whether you people believe it or not is is not so much the point. It's like what you want to make it mean. Yes, yes, and, and this is what you've chosen to make it mean because we can we can choose a negative thing or, or a positive one well, that serves us. Yes, yeah.
1: yes, you can. Yeah, and yeah. and it's being no, re- no, I won't say it's being reinforced. So I know from what I've learned from this weekend, or from this week, sorry, mm-hmm. being involved in, is going to um. Has reinforced uh, my knowledge that I need to be keeping healthy and positively focused mm-hmm. on what I'm going to do next, and this is what's brought me to now um, the veterans' uh, a program or, or assistance I've received through Nareng's, um men shed. Uh, uh, men shed there, yep. um, has yeah, I was given this opportunity through there. And suddenly come here, and I'm discovering all this activity, mm. and the programs that that um, uh, Timor Awakening is now supporting. And and man, i, I think I, I'm been um, directed to be involved. That's awesome.
0: I know we're going to cover this uh, later on today, but I'm, I'm sort of giving people the uh, the opportunity to sort of think about it now. And the, the question is, what what has been your Timor Awakening? What's been that one thing, and maybe it's what you just shared there. Yes, know. oh
1: yeah. yes, yeah. Uh, it's been a progression. Yeah, because of each day as you go along through our, our courses on our experiences through Team or Awakening, um, the surfing lesson. Hmm. Okay, hmm. never surfed before, always wanted to, um, but through it, um, uh, you got to realize. You know, I've gone went through six months or seven months of uh, chemotherapy and my body strength just declined massively and i cool. didn't realize it yeah uh, until um i went off steroids and suddenly i climbing a flight of stairs and oh, i'm stuffed mm. so through veterans health um, i've been um, put on a, uh, a a gym program cool i'm so I'm, I'm getting to stronger and as i'm getting stronger i'm, I'm becoming more mentally aware and alert mm-hmm. um but the, the surfing um, experience Showed me that I'm still not strong enough, and I still need to do a lot more uh, yeah. um, to get there. Before, oh well.
0: And if you got a goal within that, like to do surfing more often? Oh or? yes, I'm going to mm. learn how to surf. Yeah. Oh, cool,
1: yeah, I'll 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 that. Find <laughs> Board and get into it, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. Because oh, that's yeah. going to be another tool to help me uh, yeah. build the, uh, you know, uh, the body, the core strength that yep. I need.
0: It's a, as you said it's an accumulative thing it all yes. builds on each other nutrition uh, ties in. nutrition it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man.
1: and then yeah. go to Freeman's farm and suddenly learn um how we should be uh, growing our vegetables and, and et cetera and so we're chemical free because you know I know what chemicals can do <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: you are well, you know you know more than anybody
1: yes yes <laughs> uh, yeah so um and, and each each pr- uh, what was another um, yes there the health um each day we're having the, the different health um mm-hmm. Uh, lectures and yep. so it's been just been one one revelation after another basically. <laughs> I say revelation because I always knew that. Yeah, I was eating healthy before. Reinforcement. Yeah. yeah, it's just reinforcement.
0: Yes. Love it, mate. Well, Gary, before we think about um, wrapping up, is there anything else you want to throw in? Anything I've missed? Um, if
1: not, that's cool. Not, not really. I think you've yeah. covered it all, mate.
0: Yeah. I right, mate. Well, you shared some uh, some great stuff in there. I really hope that your your recovery is speedy and that you implement
1: this stuff and that it helps you with your your journey. Yes, I, I know moving forward from here, I, I, it's going to uh, power on, you know. Um, I might have been looking at a death sentence 12 months ago. Wow, that's, um,
0: that's
1: profound. But I, I feel positive and, and confident now I've got another 20 years plus at least. That's incredible. That's
0: inspirational, yes. mate. Yes. Good on you, mate. Thank, Thank you very much, Cheers. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We trust it's been valuable. If you've got any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to us at support at care dot, com dot au, and we do encourage you share this podcast with anyone you feel really needs to hear it and keep a lookout for our next episode. Thank you.